What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody. This is Raj Geary with the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I am hosting this evening because our uh, Glenn Rubenstein is actually at the event tonight. Um, joined here with Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. What a great show. Man, that was, uh, I thought, one of the best pay-per-views of the year in, in a lot of ways. I absolutely, really, really good. I mean, the, the, the challenge, you know, because for so many years, you look at women's wrestling as one type of genre, if you will, right? One type of corner of, a, let's say, a four-corner square of the industry, right? Like there's cruiserweights, there's women's wrestlers, there's heavyweights, whatever. So to have a whole pay-per-view with just of the same genre, you would figure it would get old, right? It would eventually feel of the same flavor every match. Not at all. Every match was different. Every, they did such a good job of keeping everything different. Even stuff that didn't have a storyline felt different. And I was into the whole damn show from top to bottom. This is my one of my favorite pay-per-views. It's not my favorite of the year. I'm being dead serious. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought uh, I mean, there's there's minor things here and there. Like I would have I would have fin- closed the show with Charlotte and Becky. I thought that was Ooh. just an awesome match. I just felt like I, I understand wanting to close it with Rousey. She is the biggest star, male or female, in the company uh, by far. But Dude, her, her, listen, I would have agreed with that. And Becky versus Charlotte is my favorite storyline in wrestling right now. It just is. That said, I've got to be very frank. That last match had my, held my attention way more. And the reason I'm thinking it did is because I had such low expectations of it, I'm thinking. Yeah. And it, well, we'll get into it. But the bottom line is, is the very finish of that main event with Rhonda walking down the aisle with those little girls in awe. As she's high-fiving them and talking to them one by one, you can't write that crap. You just can't. And that was a hell of a finish. I just thought it was tremendous. I agree. The one thing I didn't like, and we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. I don't like when they have the faces and heels at the end all being I like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we did it, guys. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I feel your point on that. <laughs> all right. So uh, all right, so let's get to it. Uh so the show opened with Trish Stratus and Lita against Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Um, 
Alexa mm -hmm. Bliss came out. She was in Mickey James and Alicia Fox's corner. She was out injured. Uh, so it was, it was great to see her on the show. I was worried she wasn't going to be on the show at all. So, it, you know, she cut a promo. It was great. Um, and the crowd was just, I mean, this crowd was awesome tonight. Right? They were into it. Dude, Glenn went to a good show, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A I'm, good I'm sure crowd. he's not regretting it now. Right. And the crowd was hot for the show all night. Um, and the match, this match itself, it was a fun opener. Man, Lita and Trish, they haven't wrestled a singles match in over a decade. And I thought <laughs> they looked... You know, there were some sloppy spots, but for for how long it's been since they've been wrestling full-time, I thought this was uh, a, a really solid opener and, and really fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, to open up a show with uh, – give WWE credit. They, they, they open up WrestleMania one year with AJ versus Shane. Like, they, they do the opening match where you're like, wow, they're giving us this right away? Holy crap. Um, you know, I thought this match would be later on in the night. This is exactly what I said with this match. I was like, damn, they're putting these two Hall of Famers out there first. Wow. But I'm grateful they did because it was a hell of a start, like you said, to set up the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was it, it was clear that they were going for an NXT look and feel. Like they they dimmed the crowd. They had the, the lighting that they used for the takeover mm. shows where you can't really see mm -hmm. the crowd. Um, but the yes. crowd was very NXT-ish. Like they were uh, they were into it. They were hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they were responsive. And they were polite too, you know. There was a, a spot there where Alicia Fox missed uh, mixed, missed breaking up the count, and um, and you know the ref yeah. kind of like paused and waited, and the crowd didn't shit on it. You know, they were actually pretty polite about it. And, and keep in mind, it's a Northeast crowd; they're usually incredibly rough. Yeah. So that was cool to see. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Trish picked up the win, pinning Mickey James with the chick kick. I like that too. They had that long rivalry, and it kind of. You know, kind of a yep. footnote on that. Yeah, no, definitely they did. Mickey bridges both gap, bridges the gap between the two generations when you think about it. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, so after that, they had a promo with the Bellas, which <laughs> was uh, dedicating their match to Ronda Rousey's mom. Heat. <laughs> yeah, Such that, heat. That was great. So Glenn, uh, you know, Glenn and I were tweeting during the show. And he noted that there was a ton of people with Bella Twins merchandise, like more than anyone else, more than Rhonda, anyone. Yeah, wow. Well, you know what? It's that show, man. They're stars. I mean, I get on them a little bit about saying uh, they're boring. I don't really like seeing them wrestle that much. It's just mean to do to say, but that's that's the truth when I'm asked. Um, but dude, you got to give credit where credit's due. They're super over because that e show that they're on, they are bona fide celebrities now. They just are. That show does pretty good ratings it's always on and they're getting a different demographic now to come out and start watching the show a little bit and if it, they don't do that it at least with our normal fans the normal wrestling fans in their eyes they look a little bit larger than life than normal because of that show and they've improved they've been there for years and you're right i this whole time i've been thinking daniel bryan's wife was the better of the two no no and Nikki, Nikki was great tonight, I thought. Oh, my God. Is she good? Yes. Yeah. We'll get into it, but God dang, she was great tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So next next up, we had the 20-woman battle royal, uh, the winner getting a, a title shot. Uh, tons of people. Uh, Naomi, Michelle McCool, uh, Ivory, Sonia. Uh, Ivory is 56 years old. Dude. And comes out just shredded. Dude, that's Ivory, man. She only had an ounce of fat on her, never had, never will. She's a badass, too, in real life. I love Ivory. My God. Alundra Blaze. They're not, they're not letting it go that Medusa's a better character for Alundra Blaze, are they? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like is they should call her Medusa. Alundra? 
But uh, oh. since Alundra Blaze is their creation, they're sticking with that. You know what? I didn't even pick up on that. That's how horrible I am. I didn't pick up on that. I should have. Yeah, she's 54. Looks fantastic. It's crazy. Uh, Sonia Deville, Carmela, Zelina Vega, Kelly Kelly, Tamina, Amber Moon, uh, Lana, Maria Canellas, who looked who had a baby five months ago and looks just fantastic. Mandy Rose, Molly Holly, Dana Brooke, Nia Jax, Tori Wilson, Asuka, Ivory, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. They came out last. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I the, the iconics. I like their act in NXT, but it's just not working for me on the main. No, it just seems. It's very slow, and, and there's something there that's missing. I don't know what it is, and it's a shame because those two girls are money. I don't get it. Yeah, it's just I think it feels like they're trying too hard. Like, uh, is it that, or they give them crap material? It, it could be both because it just feels like they're it's it's too easy what they're doing. Like, if you're a, a, an eight year old playing pro wrestler, that's the kind of stuff you'd be doing. You know, uh, I don't know. So they yeah. they came out ripped on Long Island. Um, but yeah, this battle royal way better than I would have expected. I, I mean, this <laughs> yeah. obviously battle royals are a way to just throw people on the card that that didn't get to make it on the on the right. you know a singles match or a tag match. And this was I thought this was really good. There were some some hot spots. Uh, Ember Moon throughout Oscar that got a ton of heat. Uh, Zelina Vega. It came down to Nia Jax and Ember Moon. Zelina Vega had been hiding under the ring, and they teased. Uh, they did cool. this little spot where it looked like she was going to throw them out. They yeah, didn't. Was, yeah, and Jax great. pressed Vega, threw her over the top, and hit her onto Tamina. And it looked like, it looked like she hit Tamina in the face with her knee. Did you see that? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It so did. hopefully she's okay because that that looked brutal. Um, she wasn't bleeding, all right. I, they kind of cut away pretty quick, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, th- those those things happen. That happened. Cur- I mean, gee, I got a concussion once from catching Carlito simply getting a knee to the side of the head by accident you know big show threw him on me yeah for sure it didn't look like anyone was at fault it was just one of those weird yeah just a weird landing um yeah yeah, so uh the the ending uh ember moon kept clotheslining nia Jax, but nia Jax caught ember moon power bam power bombed her and threw her out of the ring so this is who should have won this makes sense i love the setup later on in the show uh, the irresistible force versus the baddest woman on the planet, as she said, that was cool. Um, I like it. Did you ever watch? Uh, and we'll get into this more later. But did you ever watch the the that Shy Town Rumble back in the day where Ric Flair won and Terry Funk came out at the end and and uh, congratulated him and ended up with Terry oh, Funk attacking Flair, putting a plastic oh, bag over his head. Yes, I would have loved if they did that kind of ending with Nia and R- Rousey, where Nia came out, congratulated Rousey, and then just kicked the crap out of her. Imagine the heat; it would have been a heated angle instead of the feel-good angle, but it would have been awesome. It definitely would have. But WWE needed that ending tonight because they're WWE; they are Walt Disney World, and this was a big celebration. This was the first ever of its kind. Um, they needed to have that moment. I know you don't like the ending with everyone coming out, but they needed that for for their video packages, for their photos, for, for, for everything for that matter. Because, again, they're Disney World. <laughs> it is. It was a, it was a Disney ending. Yeah. Um, and next up, we had Io, Io Shirai versus Tony Storm in the Mae Young Classic final. Yeah. Another really strong match. Uh, I thought Hell, this yeah, was, it was. Yeah. Um, Dude, is that, lady, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that is that girl really, like, the best Japanese wrestler or whatever? It depends who you ask, uh, but she's—I mean, she's spectacular. 
Um, you know, I think Asuka, when she was in NXT, showed like when when she was there, I thought she was one of the best wrestlers in the world. And then she moved to the main roster, and they, you know, kind of basically buried her to the point to where she is now, to where she's she's just another wrestler. She's a cartoon of herself, but yeah, 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 you're right. Um, and, and Io Shirai doesn't have the charisma that Asuka does, so I don't no, see her. Asuka does got some charisma, boy. Yeah, yeah. So you're, uh, you're right. But Tony Storm, I think she is. Uh, she checks all the boxes. Exactly what I was just gonna say. I was gonna say check all the boxes. I said she's like a ten across every category. Yeah, you know, she she really is. You're right. Yeah, she's got the look that Vince likes. She's uh, she's 22, uh, can go in the ring. She's 22, 22. Wow, uh, insane. So as long she's as you prodigy. know, she keeps her head straight and everything, she's going to be a gigantic superstar. That's kind of prodigy level, bro. 22 years old, doing all that stuff, hitting freaking like I couldn't. Well, because I'm too big, probably, but still, I could never hit a suplex on the, on the side of the ring apron like that. Yeah. Like, like, oh, my God, the stuff she was doing was just stuff that you don't do for years into the business. Yeah. Uh, the cr- crowd was good in this match, not as hot as the previous one, but they were still really right. good. Right. Yeah, and and considering this had no buildup on TV. And not mainstream characters that every eight-year-old has seen week in and week out. Sure. But right. this was a good match. These two girls were elevated, you know, and, that, and, that, and that's good. Yeah. So the finish saw EO go for a moonsault. Uh, Storm got her knees up and hit the strong zero okay. for the pin. Can I just point out something? Why does it have to be an Asahi moonsault? <laughs> like, seriously, is that, uh, is that racist? It'd be like, why does it have to, whatever you want to call it, why does it, because it's Japanese, does it have to be called an Asahi moonsault versus a moonsault? I, I just think some things get so ingrained. It's like, uh, you know, a tombstone. It, it, it had been done before the Undertaker, but but did they call? Did they call it a moonsault? Like for instance, when other girls hit it, do they call it an Asahi moonsault? No, very rarely, if ever. Yeah, Lita actually. didn't call it an Asahi moonsault. I don't believe when she was hitting it. So they only call it when a Japanese wrestler hits it, is what you're saying? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Like, why does it have to be an Asahi moonsault? Because a Japanese female does it. Like, what the hell? It's called a moonsault, guys. Yeah. People pointing out that oh, she's twenty three, not twenty two. So, my, minor correction. <laughs> Started me? when she was thirteen. Come on, what? That's that's dedication, man. Wow, well, that explains it. Dude, you look at her. Some of the other women out there, Tessa Blanchard. I mean, there's some great talent out there. That brother, yes. No, got a, this is the biggest talent pool of women of top notch top flight athletes they've ever had to pull from mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and, and it's showing yeah absolutely so uh, again really strong match uh tony storm with the win yep you know they got this uk division yeah tony storm would be wasted in there she needs to be on the main roster what oh yeah because it, it's a it's a network special no one watches um you know it, it's on wednesdays now they're starting next week. They're doing two hours, but you know she maybe use her for both. But you don't keep her off the main roster because she's on the NXT UK show, in my opinion. Because I think I there's just way that. too much uh, potential. I missed that. I didn't know she was on that show. Yeah, yeah. So she's on there. Oh, so yeah, I just think there's there. yeah, yeah. She's too much of a star to to keep Hell her. Hell yeah. Uh, so next up, uh, this was. This was something I complained about on Twitter, not because of the match itself, but because of what it could have been. 
uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. Now, what I mean by what it could have been is they've been teasing Sasha and Bailey for since what, February. They should have been having a heated grudge match on this show. Instead, it's the six man tag that doesn't mean anything. And Bailey saving her and doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like it, it was just kind of a throwaway match. But it was. It was really good, but it was it was also uh, storyline wise, it is nothing. These you know they've been trading wins, and uh, they traded here. Sasha picked up the win with the frog splash on Liv Morgan after Bailey hit the the flying elbow and suicide dive onto the rest of the Riot Squad outside the ring. So you know uh, that was really good. So on that aspect, I can't complain. But I just think there's so much more you could be doing with Sasha and Bailey. Sasha's a superstar. Start utilizing her. Yep. I agree. Up until this point, what do you think of the show? Very good first half. Um, really, really. Uh, if it's we're judging it on a hundred percent, I'm giving it like thirty-five percent right now, and I'm banking on the rest of the show really hitting home. Yeah. Uh, so about the Asai Moonsault. That's actually named yep. after Ultimo Dragon. His name is yes. Yoshihiro Asai. Yes, great. We know that. Uh, I did not know that his name was Asai. Ah, I should have known that. Anyway. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is, why is it always at, why was it attached to a Japanese wrestler it should be, doing a moonsault? Yeah, it's it should stupid. be everyone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, so, no heel turn here, nothing. It was just a standard match, but still really good. Uh, up next, you have Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler from the NXT Women's Title. Again, another really good match, really strong. Um, at the end, the the other uh, the horse women, Marina Schaefer and Jessamyn Duke, interfered uh, and it caused uh, Shayna Baszler to get the win. Uh, so she regained the title. I thought was, I thought this was very good as well. Um, yes, Kyrie Sane is such a great babyface. She she just has that. That personality, That's that look that you just get behind. And and Shayna Baszler's like the perfect bully. She has great charisma too, by the way. Um uh what's the girl's name? The first one. Ky- Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane, I'm sorry. She's got great charisma as well. Um great baby face, great selling, great fire when it's time to pick it up. She's money. Um I think her gimmick is super corny. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I don't mind it anymore. I guess I'm used to it, and I just love watching her wrestle, I think. So it takes over more than a stupid character does. But um, wasn't to say, this is exactly what I was telling you earlier about, like, they keep you, like, every match was different, right? Every, every match was a different flavor. Mm-hmm. And this is a great example of it because this just delved into the NXT part of the women's wrestling. Earlier, you saw, you know, the UK wrestler, and better yet, a May Young Classic finalist match, right? Championship match, if you will. Um, so that was a different flavor. Do you know what I mean? Then a six-girl, a six-woman tag, that yeah. was a different flavor. Like, so they did a really good job of doing that because I was really worried about everything becoming the same flavor of the evening. Yeah. And they did a great job of not doing that, and it shows that women's wrestling, I'm being dead serious, can run on its own if they ever wanted to do its own show. I really believe that. But to that point, if men and women are equal, then should you have separate pay-per-views then, right? It should be same show they trade off. Like, what's the most important storyline? What's important match, right? Like Reciprocity, my friend. Um, years and years of being freaking, like, <laughs> you heard Alundra Blaze say, being, you know, one of, you know, come watch Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan at right. the bottom of the marquee, Alundra Blaze. 
you know, and other women's or whatever she said. You know what I mean? It's just like it's a chance to put it all out there, saying not only a girl is good, but they get their own. They're good enough to have their own pay per view. And uh, again, I think they're good enough to have their own show. I think they're deep enough to have their own show. I should say. I think they're deep enough. Deep enough. I think the danger would be the taping schedule and and oh, it yeah, airing on the network. It's all the logistics of it. If they had an hour after SmackDown on USA or something, I think you know that'd be awesome. But if it's on the network and they tape it after, you know, that's where I, I see the problems. But um, yeah, I agree with you. Kyrie saying, I don't know. I don't know if this pirate thing, I don't get it. it she's so likable that she gets away with it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, if, yes, exactly right. If Shayna Baszler was doing that, <laughs> anybody else was doing that. Yeah. Uh, Paul Birchall was doing that. And <laughs> that worked wonders for him. <laughs> I was just, yeah, you, you let it get by, but on the main roster, I would argue it would not. Yeah, I think she needs to change that. But she's she's just got this very likable thing. Like she's like Daniel Bryan in a lot of ways. Just you just yeah. automatically get behind her. You automatically do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So after that, we had Becky Lynch versus Charlotte in the last women's standing match for the SmackDown Women's Title. Good God, this match. I mean, they, they pulled out all the stops. Um, they did. Man, there was ladders, chairs. There was a, a point where they just took turns throwing chairs into the ring, and which yeah. was cool. Like, I can't remember the last time I'd seen that. So it, it, it definitely felt very uh, – it had that feel of an old-school grudge match. It did. It did. I, I, again, this is my favorite angle. Uh, it really is in wrestling. I just – how do you criticize that match, right? How do you put, you can't really put it down at all. It was really that good. I just, uh, again, we'll get into the main event, but I still was a little bit more entertained. It was very surprisingly and shockingly, I'll even say, than that match. Because this match I thought was going to bring it home, and it did. Uh, and, and I thought it was going to smoke the main event and anything else on that card. Yeah, my, yeah, again, my, great match. I thought it was awesome. I, actually, I'm going to throw this to the people in the chat. The last last man women standing match. I guess this was the first ever last woman standing, but last man standing match that was better than this. I can't think of one. I thought it was great, and I liked the clean ending. It time. wasn't gimmicky. Well, I mean, in, in recent, like in the last couple of years. What did you think of Cena taping Batista? <laughs> I thought it was clever, but it was gimmicky too, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was the uh, last one I really remember being standing out of my head as, oh, wow, this is pretty good. Gargano and Ciampa, that wasn't – they didn't do a last man standing. Oh! Uh, was that yes, a last man did. standing? Yes, they did. Okay. Almost positive, yes, they did. And it, it was money. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm definitely not nice saying this is the best of all time, but uh, it's been, it's the best one I've seen in a while. Uh, and we're Gargano talking and Ciampa. But yeah. we're talking on the big brand here. We're not talking NXT. Yeah. Let's keep it to SmackDown Raw, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think you might be right in quite a while. Yeah. And I thought this was, you know, I, I hate dividing it up into women's and men's. I thought this was one of the best matches in a while. I think this was. Uh, Period. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. I would agree with that. And that's, again, even more in the main event, but we'll go. Yeah. We'll so, yeah. So this match was just, just awesome. I mean, they were, it, it was just, it's brutal, clean finish for a, for a last man standing, last woman standing match. Uh, the end of the match saw Charlotte. Let's, let's, let's kind of get, let's see. Uh, they were fighting outside the ring. Becky hit her with a, a flying leg, dro leg drop onto a table. Yeah. And that was the 10 count. Um, it was like a half hour 
It was really oh, good. No, no, no. No, the 10 count was a power bomb off the top through the table. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that was the power right? bomb. Yes. And, and it was nasty. And yeah. through the table. You know, and that was like one of like three or four just bombs that were given to Charlotte at the end there. Like yeah. uh, all the chairs, all the desk chairs um, that were put on top of uh, Charlotte as well to stay <laughs> down for the 10 count. Well thought out. Um, there's just so many cool things like that that they did. But the bottom line is, is that the fans' reaction to Becky is just, I like that Cole put it over, that they're not ignoring it, that the fans are cheering for Becky. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. Becky's supposed to be the heel in all this, right? But, like, the fans are behind her because they watched her play that third fiddle at first versus, you know, when the, when the three of them came out. She was the third of the three. It went Charlotte, it went the boss, and it went then Becky, I would argue. Yeah. You know? And, and if you go back and watch, that's how they were always perceived and booked even, right? And, God, Becky, people watched it. And they're like, she's so good. And she says, you know, she's a crowd favorite. She, all the fans, all the girls loved her. The little girls, all the fans, all the everybody loved her. And then she's finally getting her moment in the limelight. And it's like, why would we want to boo that? I don't care what she says. We're so happy for her finally. And, uh, you know, the fan, I like how Cole didn't ignore that and then did say that, you know, he acknowledged that the fans are, there's a lot of fans that are behind her because they've seen her, they believe she was held down as well, I believe is what he said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Becky dominated a lot of the early portions of the match. That made me think that Charlotte was winning. So I was. I thought, I was very for certain Charlotte was going to win because it was the first ever all women's pay per view. And you know how they, try to do Charlotte mm-hmm. because Charlotte, I'm sorry. I love Becky Lynch to death and she's a very close friend of mine. She really is. But Charlotte is the real, like, I don't know what the word is. You said earlier, check all the boxes. She's that. And then some, when you talk about what WWE looks for in their talent, right? She's got every gift. So like, I thought for sure she would get like Brock Lesnar treatment that she would win. You know what I mean? On, on, on the biggest stage for the women. You know what I mean? Yeah. And kudos for WWE to... Yes, right? Yeah. Yes, good. 100% right, Garage, for for, for being disciplined enough and going, but that's not the right way to go right now. Becky's hot. This will mean more for Becky because it did. Um, I mean, Becky coming out of there with a clean win, that's a big deal. Yeah. I think think they should do Becky and Ronda. I I think that Becky's got so much steam on her that... uh... If she has this much steam all the way to Mania, bro, oh, yeah. But, and we're yeah, and we're getting close to Mania season. We're only where are we at? Uh, we're November is a couple days away, and January is basically when Mania season starts. That's when the build starts with the Royal Rumble and everything. So but we're getting close. To, but then six months to April, right? Yeah, yeah. But th- this is when they start piecing together the the big matches. There's no obvious big matches for WrestleMania this year. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, and the, like, what's the deal with Brock? If Brock wins, not that he's gonna, but like, can he still do both? Technically, I, I mean, I think with Roman being out, I think WWE will probably. I could see them allowing him to do that. I mean, they allowed him to fight, uh, you know, uh, when he was under contract with his last fight uh, against oh, Mark yeah. Hunt. So, I could see them making an exception. But if he does fight, that would probably be like February, March, at least. And so that's kind of towards mania season. So we'd have to see like, you know, what kind of condition he's in afterwards. I don't know. It's uh, and even with Brock, who, who is there? That's, 
you know, like a big mania, big mania match. I mean, I'll always say, you know, guys like AJ, but you know, I know what you're saying. There's not an automatic big marquee name. And, but see, I've always looked at AJ on the level of Roman. I'll be honest for my, what I like to see, for yeah. like what I like to pay money to watch. I understand AJ's not on the level of Roman across the globe. Like I understand that. Yeah. <clears throat> as far as marquee name value goes, I understand that. But yeah. for my money, I'd love to see AJ in that slot, but whatever. Yeah. Um, some people are bringing up Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. Oh, Daniel Bryan as well. If they just did Daniel Bryan right finally, good lord, they've got one built in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They stopped freaking playing these stupid games with the kid. You know, that dude was a main event WrestleMania draw. Draw. Not main event match. Draw. I mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I think those would be fun matches, but are they like the dream matches that you have at WrestleMania? You know, like the big marquee getting I the know. mainstream. Yeah, There's like yeah. nothing they got left. Like even with Triple H, unless they bring Batista back. Batista and then back. you're And then you've got, you know, two people that are combined age of near 100. I don't want to, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to see Triple H versus Batista in the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, same here. But, that, but, but see, that's why we got to be careful because what you're saying is you do want to see that marquee match. They don't have that. That just tells them, well, we need Batista versus Triple H. And <laughs> lo and behold, that's what we start to get advertised. The fans are going to start crapping on it eventually before they we get there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, you, you know, the way Vince thinks with who he sees as a top star. And yeah, I just, you're, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I think everybody knows what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. So up until this point, no mention of the crown jewel. I thought a smart yeah, there was. Yes, there was. No, and, and now they did it. They Now here is where they did the full rundown of the crown jewel card. Oh, I thought they did it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so that seemed to me to be extremely tone deaf on this show you're promoting a show five days later where the women aren't even allowed this show was pretty much done as a way to take the heat off for having that show and you still promote it even though it's not going to add any interest to that show you don't you didn't need to promote crown jewel on this show that was not a smart move not smart at all it just seemed just extremely tone deaf tone deaf is the exact word to use too yep yeah uh, final match of the night, Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella, Raw Women's title. Um, Rousey kind of tossing Nikki around early on. Rousey is just so strong. I'm always worried that she's going to injure someone without she she tosses them like that. Yeah. yeah. But, but she hasn't, so... Um, so, yeah. So And then uh, Nikki finally got the advantage. Yeah. Uh, dominated for a while. This is where I, I felt like I really had to suspend my disbelief to see Nikki Bella dominating Ronda Rousey for that period of time. But they did a good job with it. No, I thought Nikki they did was. A, they did a very credible job of it. Are you kidding me? They were they were like two. There were two flies on bleep. Every opportunity they had, there was not a, a millisecond wasted on double teaming her at the right time and behind the ref's back and it, it was very very well done actually that's what really impressed me far and away the most with this was the use of her sister on the outside and how aggressive it was it was incredibly aggressive it wasn't like this foo-foo crap where they're taking care of one another or whatever it was stiff 
and it was exactly how it needed to be. And I was I was actually really surprised by it. I really was. The littlest things too. Ronda's gotten so good on the cell and and, and, and taking certain moves. Like let me explain to you guys watching at home this how hard this is. Laying on the corner under the turnbuckle, all right, and you're selling. For someone to grab you by your head and you have to do a sit up as fast as you can and smash your own head into the damn post without really splitting your head open and getting your hand up quick enough to do so. Guys, I couldn't do that. There's 50% of that roster couldn't do that. That's not easy to do. It's easy to do when you're standing on the outside and someone takes you head first into the, uh, uh, not turnbuckle, but the post. Okay. But not, not in this, in in a laid down position like that. I was super impressed by Rhonda on that. I really was. And then, it just looked vicious. It just there was she didn't get any breathing room, and that's exactly how you need to treat her because that's how you treat a giant. By the way, that's the heat that people would put on me or other big guys that are like when I'm in a ring versus someone who's very small, for instance, and there's someone in their corner like their manager. That's how it's got to be. That's the psychology that makes sense to everyone watching. And I thought Nick, Nikki did a great job. There, there wasn't, and I honestly couldn't find any spots in there. Where I was like, okay, this is hokey. Ronda would just, you know, start killing her here. I thought it all was was perfectly put out there. When they're both at full strength, Ronda would would, would ragdoll her and play around with her just like she did in the beginning. But when there's two against one, when you're not being able to see you getting attacked from behind your back, I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? Someone takes your hand and smashes it into a friggin' pole. You're going to have a bad day at the office. And it made sense. All of it. Yeah, no, no. I yeah. No, it was good, bro. And, and oh, my, I mean, my, I, my argument is listen to that arena because they were not. They were all chanting no, 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 no. Uh, when her sister was on the outside during the ring introductions, trying to get her sister some some baby face heat, right during the ring yeah. introductions, they crapped all over her. Okay, and they were all about Ronda. Go yeah. back and watch it again and listen how the tide turned a little bit because they respected what they were saying. I agree with I, I agree with you 100% on that and I agree with and you. And I hate the Bellas by the way. I hate that. <laughs> so I don't Look, like giving them credit. I, I agree with you 100% on that. I agree with you. I, I thought this match was really good. This I thought this was way better than I expected it to be. Um I just think if we both follow MMA. We've been following Ronda before WWE. Right. And to see Nikki getting that much offense. I know at some point she can't She's, just destroy everybody, right? But how can't you suspend your disbelief that she just got it? What would give you a concussion in two seconds? I don't understand what's yeah, so hard Nikki to believe Bella. about that. It's Nikki it Bella. It's not no, Nia Jax. It's not Nikki. No, it's, it's not, not, Jax, uh, not Nikki Bella. It's a ring post, Raj. Yeah, but there's no. It's Nikki head, Bella throwing her into there, the ring post. There's no head machine. It doesn't matter, Raj. If you run forward into a you, with your own head into a pole, you're going to get knocked into next week. Mm, not it if my daughter throws me into throws, it. It doesn't matter who throws you into it. It's the fact mm. that your head hits steel. Yeah. If my daughter There's, threw it in, I graced the steel. It, it wouldn't hurt that bad. I, I get your point, but I, dude, it didn't even look like that, Raj. Go but back. this isn't the only match where she's selling fifty percent of of the match, and, and that's not that's a different context. We're talking about tonight and tonight's contact, and yeah. those two girls who I don't ever give credit to, I'm giving them all the credit in the world because they and Ronda's selling as well all the credit in the world, and whoever scripted that match and put it together, all the credit in the world from from. Her taking a forearm to the face when she wasn't really paying attention to, to the other sister, and her turning around to an Alabama sign. Everything made sense. It was it was it was like this. There wasn't anything in between where Rhonda could come up to full strength 
there was a little thing in there in the end where she she ran and missed a, uh, her in the corner that that could be kind of that, that was a, one, that was the only thing in there that I would say Rhonda would have kept coming at her um, in real life. But then again, it's like you can't suspend your disbelief enough to believe that three times to get in your head rammed into a pole. Here, here, to put here's the on- thing. Yes, yes, of course. That would hurt, obviously. But look, if you have Brock Lesnar wrestling Tyler Breeze, yes, Tyler Breeze can get lucky and Brock hits the post. But you have Tyler Breeze dominating Brock Lesnar half the match. It hurts his aura a little bit. And and they keep doing this over and over with Ronda, where these they people have that have to. no credibility are dominating her. Wh- whatever way they get there, they get there, and it, it hurts that special aura that she has. That that bad. They call her the baddest woman on the planet, and she gets dominated by Alexa Bliss half the match, or or in this case, uh, Nikki Bella. Yeah, it, it takes away that special aura that she has. Here's the problem with that, Raj. Just like how do you book that, Raj? No one's ever going to beat her then. If she's invincible all the time, how, why would I pay to see it? In by, real booking, life, by booking in real other life? people that are invincible, like Nia Jax and Oscar. If they, they had kept Oscar's undefeated streak and been building to that, again, you know, we're. So then what? Okay, then what about the five other matches that they've got to build to get to, say, Oscar, who's undefeated still, versus Ronda? I'm not paying to watch any of those. Because I know what the finish is. They're building Roscoe versus Ronda. So I got to wait five months till I get that. In the meantime, Man. I'm not watching these matches to get there because she's going to roll right through all these people. She I is anyway. Be- you know she's not losing any of these matches. <sighs> Why not build us something special? Why not build a, you know, the Hulk versus Andre, the irresistible force and immovable object. The, the Ronda and Nia, they're both destroying people, and then you get there. I Ronda and... Oh, screw it. Getting, Go ahead. I think that's what they're getting right now with uh, what's her name versus Rhonda coming up. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Naya. Naya. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably, I'm guessing that's going to happen at Survivor Series. So we'll see where they go with Rhonda at WrestleMania. I think, I think Becky, just with the amount of steam, I think that's, that's perfect. Again, I do not, they are not my cup of tea, the Bellas. They're just not. Okay. To me, they still represent that 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 women's wrestling that wasn't taken as serious as it is today, okay. And if anything, they, then they, they they both got really good. They started to improve toward the end of their run in WWE, right? They got kind of, Daniel Bryan came around, you know what I mean? Um, and they, they both seemed to have gotten better right around that time, whatever year that was, all right. And uh, when Daniel Bryan was champion or something like that, right before he was champion, I should say. I noticed the Bellas got really good, um, much better. But by the same token, the majority of their career, I would argue, they were still the girls that couldn't really wrestle that good. Yeah. Not compared to these girls, to today's generation, not even close. So they've improved a lot, and, and, I, and, I, and I just think you got to – I'm just trying to give them credit for finally – you know what I mean? Like they've actually entertained me during the match. And this isn't the first time. They did it versus Stephanie McMahon as well. I was entertained in that match too. I remember. Yeah, um, Brie and Stephanie. That that was it was Brie really and Steph, good. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they, I thought they delivered. And I thought they were incredibly aggressive on Ronda. I really do with the double team. I really do. Yeah. And no, no, no. It all look. It all looked good. Nothing looked like shit. It all looked believable. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. So the the finish saw Nikki hit Ronda with the rack attack. Uh, Ronda kicked out. Um. Then. Got her on the top rope. Hit this. It's like a 
is like she a, curled her up a, and then hit a power bomb or it's supposed to be a roll through into the into the whatever you want to call it crossing arm breaker or arm bar it's supposed to be a roll through into it really it's not supposed to be it wasn't supposed to be a bump it's supposed to be kind of a roll it just got a little clunky there and nobody cared because it was impressive as hell looking yeah um the, the oh the double what about the spot where she picked her up both girls up i'm sorry can, can you repeat that real quick when she picked up both girls on her shoulders, she yeah. picked up both Bellas and hit, hit them with whatever the hell that was. The big power move where she yeah. had both Bellas up on her shoulders. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, real quick, Glenn is going to jump on here. He's live at the show. Um, so just send him send me the info just so just two seconds. But yeah, yeah, I thought uh, strong finish. Um then at the end, Rousey, they showed Nia watching on a monitor. Rousey walks to the back. Everyone's congratulating. You know, everyone comes out on stage. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And yeah. yeah, that was the the end of the show. I thought one of the better pay-per-views of the year. Definitely. Definitely. Those of you guys that just watch our show and don't watch the actual stuff that we're talking about for whatever reason, this is one I'd suggest you actually go watch. This was a good pay-per-view. Very yeah. good pay-per-view. Very well done. Very well written out. Very well paced, even. It was really, I thought, it hit a home run for me. Yeah, I agree. Boo! Uh, oh, where's Glenn? <laughs> Should be jumping on. Uh, so, after this, now we got Crown Jewel this Friday. And there yeah. he is. Glenn, can you hear us? Good. <laughs> Good, Glenn. I hope you don't get on. How about that? Um, no worries. I'll, I'll come there he is. Whoa. Hey, guys. Hey, what's Sorry. up, Glenn? How you doing? Sitting out here waiting for my lift, sitting on my uh, WWE souvenir chair. Ah. They gave to me sitting on the ramp. Um, that main event went on to the point where it stretched uh, the limits of reality and credibility Yikes. for how long that match should have gone. Well, See, that's what go, I was Raj. saying. There you go, Raj. <laughs> But thoughts overall, what, what, what was the uh, the thought of the people in the crowd? Uh, it was cool. A lot of casual fans, man. Nikki Bella, remember we used to talk about how Roman Reigns at the house shows, like moms and kids? Nikki Bella tonight, most merch people were wearing were Nikki. Girls were cosplaying as her. Like her and Rhonda from the women in attendance seemed like a 50-50 split who they were there to root for. It really played with the live crowd. So let me ask you this. Uh, as far as merch goes, you said a, a bunch of people had Brie, I mean, uh, a, a Nikki and uh, Rhonda merch. Was there a lot of Charlotte and Becky Lynch merch? or uh, Not that people were wearing. Uh, we saw some Becky shirts. Actually, Bailey was probably number two in terms of what the girls were wearing there, uh, guys too. Um, and Becky and Rhonda were probably number three. Sorry, Matt. Glenn but, Glenn, but the stuff that was for sale, I don't know if you were able to catch that. On the stand, at the shirt stand, t-shirt stands and stuff. Was there anything that you saw or noticed? Did you notice like ten different Bella shirts versus one Charlotte shirt or something like that? No, we didn't see the main merch stand, but we did see there was some uh, limited event merchandise. They had a Trish Stratus shirt. They had Alexa merch that was new and different. Um, I mean, it was cool. The overall vibe was good. You know, I wanted to pop on and just see what you guys thought because here. You could definitely tell the people who were here were fans of women's wrestling. Yes. They were, you know, in it for the long haul. Nobody left at the main event. No fatigue set in. This was a good time length. The venue was pretty full, and the vibe was good. They added to the show, bro. No question about it. I love that crowd tonight. Loved yeah. them. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were saying it came across great on TV. It was a really strong show. Uh, what was the crowd breakup, would you say, like uh, percentage-wise, male to female? About 50-50. There were still some asshole guys during the last uh, match. I'm not sure if you heard it on TV with the Cena and the You Can't Wrestle chance. Oh, no. But aside from that, Ooh, it's all very no. supportive. Yeah. Oh, wow. And and what match came across best to the crowd? Was it, I'm assuming it was Charlotte and Becky. Becky Charlotte by far. I mean, the Battle Royal was mm. cool. People definitely popped to see all the returning talent there. But Becky and Charlotte, I mean, I'm, I was trying to rack my brain. Uh, maybe since the 30-minute Iron Man match between Sasha and Bailey at NXT TakeOver Respect, maybe the most uh, intense women's match that I've seen since then. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you glad you made the trip? Yeah. I mean, that match was really cool to see in person. I was shocked Becky retained. We talked about this on the Wednesday podcast. Yeah. I heard the rumor that Ric Flair was going to be there. I was just waiting for him to come out and help Charlotte maybe turn heel and cheat to win. Yeah, I thought he was going to congratulate her after the match. You know, like she wins the title. He comes, yes. gives her the hug. Yes. I can't see them having, after everything he's been through, you know, helping her cheat to win. But I, I, I thought they were going to do him hugging her to help turn the crowd for her. But I'm glad they didn't do that because Becky is on too much of a roll to. And I think and believe it or not, as crazy as it sounds, it, it also would hurt Charlotte in the long run. It hurt her the first time around, in my opinion. I agree. Too. I agree. Uh, crowd was huge for Becky, though. And after the Charlotte did get cheers after the match, but during the, I mean, man, the booze for her. Could you guys hear that on TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah I could. And uh, attendance-wise, I heard it was supposed Crown to Jewel. <laughs> So, yeah, what was the uh, reaction to Crown Jewel? Oh, my God. That was the loudest boo of the night. That was the I thought loudest. I heard that. I thought I heard it, dude. It felt like they mic'd, They muted that quick when they – Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, guys, I got to go. My lift is coming here, but I just wanted to pop in and say hi. And uh, I won't be back tomorrow, but I'll, uh, Matt, I'll see you next week on the podcast. Real quick, Glenn, what was the attendance like? Was it full? Uh, 90% full on the TV side, about 75-80 on camera side. All right. All right, man. We have a good one. We'll see you soon. See you, buddy. All right. Take care. Can, can we just can we just make an anecdote here? Who the hell calls it a lift? <laughs> My He's lift waiting is for here. Lift. Was your stagecoach was your stagecoach just not, not available, Glenn? <laughs> My lift. This guy. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk more about uh, we'll talk more about Crown Jewel tomorrow. Are you surprised that they're sticking with it? Yes. Are they nuts? Are they nuts? Again, I just got done basically complimenting them and giving them what they want by calling them Disney World. Okay? They're, they're, and then they do this. This is not just tone deaf. This is suicidal. It is. This is a horrible decision, and I don't want them to do it because I love – you know, we love our WWE. You know, we just do they as keep, a, They as, keep as the fans. business alive, yeah. They do. And, 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 and all, all your friends work there and things like that, but like – this is going to be, man, I hope this doesn't get in like become a, a real story and things like that. Because again, man, like w w what's going on there, man, this is not good. This is not good by any stretch, no matter what you, your view is politically or what you think happened or didn't happen. The bottom line is guys, and it's coming out more and more, you know, and I, I shouldn't be talking like this on here. Is that the, the crown prince did know what 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 happened is what's going to come out and wwe went there and that's going to all be people going to talk about and i'm shocked they're doing this yeah i mean there is the 
so one analyst came, and again, this is one analyst. So we, we no one really knows what WWE's do, uh, deal with Crown Jewel is. One analyst said that WWE lose two, is getting two to three million profit for this event. And I kind of find that hard to believe. First of all, we don't know if they make 40 to 50 million per event or around 20 million, because that's not going to be clear wow. until the next earnings report. If they're making 40 to 50 million, there's no way they're making two to three million profit. There's no way their expenses are 30 eight million dollars for this event. no no what did you hear that who said that this analyst uh you told deadline everyone's hanging on to that figure um and because they're like oh they're only making two three million profit it's not worth it so if they're making what close to 40 million profit per event that's two events a year 100 close to 100 million dollars a year 80 million again i'm not defending it but it it's not as easy as, as a decision as it seems when you're thinking of 80 million dollars per year over 10 years and you're busting that contract by not going. I don't think they should go. I think it's, it's uh, it makes them look bad in all realms. But What's that's worse? a ton of money. It's not an e- it's not as easy a decision if you're if that's put on you where you're told like you know fifteen twenty percent of your income every year is going to be it's affected. Re- uh, here's the thing, and, you, and it's probably the truth. Sadly, wrestling, especially WWE, maybe Teflon enough because it's the only game in town. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. All right, that if they do do this and people are up in arms over it and they are and they are incredibly upset, it becomes a front page story. It still will exist. It will still continue to move on. Do you see what I'm saying? So maybe that's the way they see it. I don't know. Um, but there's the profit you're talking about. What the, I don't know what he's talking about. The, the, the profit's way more than that. Way more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, even if it's $20 million per event, um, and you're assuming, let's say, let's say Brock on the high end is getting five million, and Sean is getting two, and the rest are. I cannot see, ex, you know, them having another thirteen million in expenses to only have two, three million profit. No, I per, agree. So you're talking, you're right. it's a ton of money, um, and it sucks that it has to be put that way. But realistically, right. looking, that's a big chunk of revenue that they would be forfeiting every year, and it sucks that you have to put it that way. But it, that is the truth. It is, yeah. and then the people we're going to ask is, what's you know what's what's worse to pass up that profit or to have that black guy labeled on your company for ever how long it lasts? Yeah, you know. But they're do- they're doing the right thing politically by putting it, the heat on the president by saying, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> everywhere I read, that's what I keep seeing. You know, is that they're waiting to see what President Trump says. Well, Trump. And then, Trump kind of came out against Saudi Arabia. Like he, he kind did, of basically said he, like now he doesn't believe their story. Right. He definitely said that, but he's still not yet condemned. It. Right. He is not yet broken out of his own agreements with them right. um, and things of that nature. So that's the, the cover to my understanding. WWE can kind of go under supposedly. I don't understand how that works because the public perception is what matters. It doesn't matter. You, you see what I'm saying? The public perception is bought that, that the prince knew about this and they're still going. That's yeah. the perception. So I don't know. Yeah. It's rough. Some, someone's bringing up Benoit. They, all the, the bad publicity got, they got from that. This is... And they, still, little, they still moved on, though. They, this is worse. And, and they, they, but they still moved on. Right. That's my point. They still existed. Right. And Benoit, it wasn't like something they could control. It was a freak thing. It made the business look bad because, you know, the... the drug use and all that came out but um oh, this is some, this is their choice that they're they're going over there yeah 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 it's a conscientious decision on their part you're right 
And last thing, one surprising thing, one thing about WWE since I've since forever, it's been based on live events, right? Like when growing up as a kid, everything was to push the house shows. House shows now are barely uh, making any money or they're breaking even now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's kind of a surprising thing that uh, it's getting to the point now where it's all TV and the live events, uh, they're barely breaking even. Does that surprise you at all? It does. Um, but it also lends itself to we don't have those major mega stars. And that's WWE's fault and no yeah. one else's. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, when you do the 50-50 stuff, no one seems special. Right. You see that with Ronda Rousey. It's kind of what I was talking about. She and, was and, this larger-than-life star, and now she every week she's just becoming another person. You're right. In that, in that regard, you're right. Yeah. And you, you see do. you know, Brock and Undertaker, it's all these guys that are but, from the past. But here's the thing. People did pay to go see Shawn Michaels, you know, and Shawn sold his ass off. You didn't know he was always going to win. You know what I mean, and and and, and so like I don't know. I, I it's not just it's not just a one person thing. When wrestling was really hot, it's because everybody was clicking on all cylinders. There was like thirteen different characters on a show that you would be excited to see. Yeah. Now it's like you, you can't get one. But you, you remember when Sean was champ though, when he won the title, that was kind of a dark period in WWE. That's when they started losing the Nitro every week. They lost for a year and a half. Yeah, uh, the business too. was going downhill. They didn't have that until Steve Austin came in. That's when it came back. Like it, it wow. kind of went from Hogan to Austin, and they tried to push Brett. Sean Brett became a you know a, a big draw later, but when they first started to push him, and then later Sean and Diesel, I, Brett Diesel Sean, none of those guys clicked until Austin. Uh, you know, as far as a, right. a big, but, but they didn't have to run rough shot through everyone. Is what I'm saying. They yeah. could sell. You didn't worry about. Oh my God, they're selling too much. It's not right, realistic right, right. looking. Yeah. You weren't, that wasn't even a concern. You know what I mean? They could sell and you'd be fine with it. Um, and again, more importantly, you still had guys like Undertaker who were like three matches down right. from the main event at the time. And Kane and all these other, you know, all these other huge stars that were just bigger than life. It's such a deep roster yeah. of top flight stars. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. Uh, one last thing, Roman Reigns, obviously, that was just everywhere. All, mainstream media picked up all over. It's, it was on CNN, um, all the major I really liked that Madison Square Garden thing. I thought that was really, really touching. It was, it, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I, I, I did an article on it. Um, the, there was an article on MLive that said that he had to leave the NFL uh, due to a serious illness, which you would assume would be the leukemia. Then he mm. went to the CFL. So it was about a year between the two. So... It's the last battle with leukemia. There are so many different kinds. It's hard to know which one mm-hmm. he has. But no. the last time it was about a year. Hopefully, it's it's not one of the, you know, because it, it's a life-threatening disease. So depending yeah. on which type you get. So hopefully, it's nothing too too serious and he'll be able to come back. Well, yeah. If he comes back, I mean, good God, he's going to be the biggest baby face ever. I mean, you, 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 what do you say to that, right? I'm still kind of numb whenever I think about it, you know? Yeah. What, what that man's about to go through right now. Yeah. Um, but but you're right. When he comes back, I mean, you can't crap on him anymore, folks. I hate to break it to you. Um, <laughs> He's got a daughter, twin boys, two-year-old twin boys. Um, that's real-life superhero shit, people. Mm-hmm. Real-life superhero stuff right there. Yeah. So God bless him. Hope he, I, I, and I hope I think he will. I think he'll fight through it, and uh, I can't wait to see him come back. Yeah. Someone's asking, 
uh, someone's asking if if I don't, I don't know. Right. I should ask right. this. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll, I'll ask it. If he would have been a bigger babyface, if people knew he battled leukemia the first time, I don't think so because I think it's after the fact, and it, it doesn't hit as much as when when it happens in real time. If you know what I mean, like uh, if you find out an athlete had a big battle in the past, it's just not as I don't know. It's just I'll not- be honest with the folks, and I'm always a straight shooter with you guys watching. It makes me feel dirty answering that question. Even yeah. it does it makes me feel scuzzy. So yeah, I, I that's why I didn't want to. That's why I almost didn't ask it. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't feel. It feels weird. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that. Quite honestly, I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, if you were to make it like a storyline, I get like, is that what he's asking? Like, if we knew f- ahead of time before he was introduced as part of the Shield, and that's part of his intro package. Like, hey, this guy's also battled. Like, come on, how, I don't understand how that works. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, and I don't think that would have made a, a difference ultimately because, again, I don't know. It's just things in people's past, I, I don't think it sticks until you're there. I don't know. I mean, those yeah. folks that night, they went through that emotion with him. Yeah. With him, yeah. like as it happened, everyone's jaw dropped all collectively across the, the world that watched that. All right. of ours did, right? So everyone's now with him. And the bottom line is let's just get him through this. Let's have him fight through this and get it. And then when he comes back, then you let's talk about that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, obviously we're thinking of Roman. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's sooner and later and he, he beats it and comes back stronger than ever. So, he, yeah, he's gonna. All right, man. Well, uh, we'll see you in, uh, tomorrow night. Hey, you got anything yep. to plug? Uh, no, not tonight. But thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for your comments always on Twitter and Instagram. You guys are the best fans on the planet. Thank you all for watching. One thing, uh, you are aware that Lyft is a uh, ride-sharing yes, service. Yes, L-Y-F-T. Like yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> right, I do. Right. But he was very clear to give the, the, the company it's just due. Is it just say my ride? <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow night after Raw. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.